attentive. Brethren, it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has commissioned us. He has put his seal upon us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But I call God to witness against me. It was to spare you that I refrained from coming to Corinth. For if I cause you pain, who is there to make me glad but the one whom I have pained? And I wrote as I did so that when I came, I might not suffer pain from those who should have made me rejoice. For I felt sure of all of you, that my joy would be the joy of you all. For I wrote you out of much affliction and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. Ooh. Peace be to you, the reader. Fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And then he had ceased. And when he had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we told all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish, and as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. 
astonished, and all who were with him, at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we hear about the Apostles' boldness. These Apostles, they were first called by Christ, and this miraculous event occurred in which they caught so many fish that they couldn't even pull them in with their nets, and they had to call over their associates and have them help pull in the fish. And Peter says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And our Lord says, you'll be fishers of men. What happens next? They bring their boats to the shore, these boats that they have lived in for years as fishermen. They have this massive catch of fish. It's probably worth a good uh, weeks or two wages. And they drop it all. Just leave it there. You think about that? Hauling in this huge net of fish, just dropping it all. They left everything and followed him. Maybe they said something to someone nearby. Here's my boat, you can have it. Go ahead, take the fish. And they just followed him. So the apostles were very bold in this. God desired to expand their hearts with his grace, and they responded to that call. They left everything and followed him. You see, to be a follower of Christ requires boldness. It requires boldness. Look at the two saints that we commemorate this day, if you read your weekly bulletin yet. A hieromartyr, a bishop, who willingly offers his life for Christ. And then another, who is a gardener. And the soldiers who were sent to kill him, he knew of them, he dug his own grave, and then he met them and gave them hospitality. All around us, we have those who are bold in Christ. Everywhere we look in this church, we have those who are bold in Christ. This week our parish had four baptisms and a funeral. Dear Korea Judy was laid to rest on Friday. May her memory be eternal. And yesterday we had four who were baptized into the faith. A little one-and-a-half-month-old uh, girl, and a mother with two children. The prayers of baptism are very profound. They talk about a newly enlisted soldier of Christ. And this prayer is said about this tiny little girl, a newly enlisted soldier of Christ. What occurs in baptism is deadly serious. If you read those prayers... We are spitting upon the devil, 
We are commanding that he be expelled from every part of the person who is being baptized. And then again, that all of his dark forces are expelled from the waters. Imagine the devil's anger, his envy at what is occurring at baptism. Being a Christian takes boldness. It's spiritual warfare. After the baptisms, I said to Ted, well, our recruitment, our recruitment office just had four newly enlisted soldiers. And we did. And that one soldier who retired, Korea Judy, who ran the course of this life, who fought the good fight, and now, by God's grace, may be in God's glory and in His presence. You see, my brothers and Christian, my sisters, Christianity requires boldness. Forgive my words. We must keep our focus on the stakes at hand. Because we don't. I don't. I don't keep my focus on what's actually at stake. How often I forget and I turn to things that are less important. Things that seem really important to me. But the other day I read this quote from Elder Joseph the Hezekast, who was a very holy man in the recent centuries, a saint, we would say. And he was writing a letter to one of his spiritual children, and this is what he says. For we are all human, born of dust, and we have all sinned. We are clay, we are ignorant. Clay robs clay. Clay insults clay. Clay slanders clay. Clay is haughty against clay. Clay gets rich with clay. Clay rules over clay. Clay beats clay. Clay imprisons clay. And in general, clay considers itself wiser, stronger, richer, nobler, and more honorable than clay. Amassing wealth in his stupidity and ignorance of his own existence. He does not care about whence and where he is, how he was born, what his purpose is, where he will end up, and what is to come after this. That resonates with me in my life, certainly. I speak of boldness today because just as the disciples boldly left all things to follow Christ and to form the church, so we as Christians must be bold to grow Christ's church. The apostles did greater things than they ever could have imagined. I've said this before, how these ignorant, uneducated fishermen were wise and put to shame the wisest among the nations. These humble fishermen, because they were bold and they allowed God to expand their hearts. Their boldness, their fidelity to Christ produced all of this. Now the boldness I'm speaking of isn't a worldly boldness. It's not me asserting my will on other people. It's not diminishing other people. It's not that kind of boldness at all. It's not an exertion of my selfish desires. But rather what it is, is it's a boldness that means a decisive action to submit my will to God's. This is the boldness that we see in the apostles today. He says, I will make you fishers of men. And immediately, they say, I'm done. I'm going that path. And they follow Christ to the very end. It's the opposite of worldly boldness. Simply, this boldness is a willingness to allow God to expand my own heart. And it requires boldness to do this. For God to expand my own heart, to be willing to allow that to happen, instead of wanting my heart to stay small. 
which is, as I look at myself honestly, this is what I really want, is I want my heart to be small. I want to focus on myself and my things and my needs. And so I don't really want to be bold and expand my heart to God. Today during Theology 101, all of your own comments at the fireside meetings will be presented. And there is a clear consensus. This is very good news for our parish. However, it is a consensus around things that at first may seem daunting. It will require a lot from us as a parish. Nonetheless, the time has come. We didn't choose to be in this moment within the life of the church. We didn't choose this. God chose this. God chose this time, and maybe we don't want to be the people in this time and place making big decisions about the future of our parish, but this is something that we must do. This is something that we must do, and it requires a lot of faith. We can be bold and say, yes, Lord, come and expand my heart. Show me the ways that I can give of myself that I never knew that I could. I look out at each of you, and I know that God has chosen this time for a reason. Each and every one of you. And I know that you are capable of what lies ahead for our parish. I know that you're capable. But we have to have that boldness as Christians. The boldness to say, let's do this. Let's move forward. If you remember in the Old Testament, the story of Esther... She was a Jewish woman who was the wife of the Persian king. And this evil person convinced the Persian king to kill all the Jews. Kill them all. And so a, a fellow Jewish person goes to Esther and says, you have to stop this. Now the king had made a decree, if anyone approaches him, if he, unless he raises his golden scepter, they're to be killed. So you could go and meet with the king, but you have a 50% chance he might not raise his scepter and then you're killed. And this is what Esther faced. But her friend said to her, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to this, your royal position, for such a time as this. The friend was saying, you are here, you are placed here by God for this. This is your time right now. So I say that to all of you here in our parish. This is our time right now. We must be bold, we must step forward and see what God will do to expand our hearts beyond our capacity, beyond our rational capacity, to be able to truly offer Christ throughout this area, this small portion of the world, and to expand His love and expand our own hearts. Amen.